0: Let's get to our guest. Steven Innes joins us. Steve is a managing partner at SPIS Asset Management. He joins from Bangkok, Thailand. Uh, Steve, always a pleasure. Yeah, looking at the U.S. Treasury market, the conviction here seems to be that we're headed for a recession. We can debate the severity. Yesterday, uh, Kristalina Gyorgeva, the head of uh, the managing director of the IMF, was saying 30 percent of the world will be in recession this year. How are you um, positioning for 2023?
1: Yeah, it's really hard to ignore all the warning signs, especially through the bond market, that we are headed to some sort of recession. I guess the severity is the question here. Uh, but we're looking at disconnects uh, between uh, the resilience of the U.S. economy in 22 and the downdraft that stocks have been experiencing. I think there's still a lot of confusion going on there. Um, is the economic data going to catch down to the stock markets? Seems like that's the most likely answer. You're going to hear yes. Uh, but, um, well, we have that soft landing. I mean, that's really where the decision factors are coming into play. From my view here, I'm pretty much an index hugger. Um, I'm really, really concerned about trying to play indexes this year simply because of the uncertainty, uh, you know, pervasive uncertainty and unpredictable market mood swings. It makes for a very, very highly challenging environment for U.S. stocks. China is a different story altogether, though, and uh, that's where we're. Most of our exposure is uh, currently as we enter uh, 2023. Um, in terms of China, what sort of variety are you anticipating over the next six months or so? When, when do you see things starting to settle down and, and what's your outlook for 2023 there more broadly? Yeah, you know, I think the early burst of China really sent the market a flutter. And, 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 and I'm looking at the data. Because that really should eventually drive things. You know, weaker PMI data, for me, provided a bit of a reality check. Although, you know, you're looking at today's market; it still continues to go up. I'm not counting on a U.S. style reopening. You know, where economic activity accelerates out of the gates. I don't think that seems to mark, matter for stock markets right now because they're really anticipating that reopening impulse in Q2. I think, even if we do see some uh, classic case of investor needing to wear some short-term pain for longer-term gain. I think dips in China especially are going to be quite shallow um, and I think this is why stock investors are quite emboldened right now because of you know just looking at the background But we've got the PBOC providing stimulus the government uh, very pro-growth and I think this sort of resonates with not only chinese investors and international investors also
0: i'm just going to throw this out matt Maley, who we speak with uh, from time to time over at miller back was telling clients today china's economy may not get the outsized boost that people are expecting I- is there some risk here i mean i know you paint a pretty optimistic picture but i'm wondering whether we need to take apart a yeah. uh, worst case scenario
1: yeah it, it very much so you know we're looking at other economies um in Asia, and if we look at market's expectations, how quickly they're pricing and kind of a rebound, there might be a point of actualization. We use, say, even Thailand, or we use uh, Korea, we use even uh, Japan as a reopen narrative. Things didn't really bounce too aggressively. I think Asia and the Asian population tends to be a little bit more conservative when it's dealing with these outbreaks. So we may not see that frothy rebound uh, that markets are, you know, pricing in. I mean, that's an outlier. That's a possibility. And I think we have to defend against that. But right now, I think it's sort of like the, you know, everything's going up right now. And I think everybody feels happy about getting into China. But I think you have to be on guard for the data. Deferring back to the data again, the economic data not coming out to play, and this could be one of the things that we're going to deal with going through 2023. What sort of cash allocation do you have at the moment? And you know, considering rates are rising, it's difficult to argue against having some dry powder right now. Yeah, you know, there's is, there's is no problem staying mostly in cash right now, and I'll be honest with you, our China exposure is our greatest exposure and that's not even a huge percentage of overall asset allocation. Look, you're getting paid um, by the Fed right now to leave money in the bank. Uh, That's not a bad thing. We haven't seen that in in, in ages. So, you know, uh, I always look at, you know, sort of at the money puts when we're dealing with markets and I think cash is a really good at the money put right now until at least we get through this orientation. Uh, not day and not week, probably orientation month. Look, we've got the FOMC minutes coming out later today. This Mm -hmm. could tell us what the Feds are up to in January hike. We've still got the January to deal with. We don't know what the Feds are going to do. I think once we sort of clear that January hurdle as to where the Feds are taking us on the next uh, adventure, then I think we can probably allocate a little bit more cash wisely. Look, again, being the index hugger, I don't think it's a great opportunity, but I'm starting to put my, uh, how should I say, stock picker hat on. I think (laughs) there's some opportunities going to develop in specific stocks, especially those strong balance sheets and maybe some of these really depressed dips that we're seeing in growth assets right now that might be worth dibbling on on the expectations. Perhaps we see a Fed pivot at some point in 2023, however unlikely that might be if inflation stays uh, above trend.
0: Well, talk about central bank pivots. I think we have to talk about the Bank of Japan. And today, as a matter of fact, the BOJ moving into the market for another day of unscheduled bond buying. I think it's the fourth day that we have seen that. We know that they have uh, raised the cap on the yield for the 10-year JJB. I mean, a lot of aggressive betting now that maybe they will lift the cap further or maybe even scrap it altogether. Where do you stand on on where the BOJ is right now and investing in, in Japan more broadly?
1: Well, you know, obviously it's a, a sort of double-edged sword here because the stronger uh, yen is actually not great for exporters. Um, but I think um, we're seeing a lot of traders getting into that mode here where we could see a possibly material shift in the Bank of J policy, BOJ policy. Now, of course, um, you know, there's huge, Japan is huge owners of foreign assets. Now, if that pivot from the Bank of Japan, actual pivot actually drives these repatriation flows, although we're starting to see some of that, but there's a lot more to come on any unambiguous tightening, I think you want to get in front of that. So that's a positive thing. I think that could be good for financial sectors in Tokyo uh, and, and, and other outlying areas. So we have to look at this quite succinctly as we go on there. And I don't think you want to be late to the party just like you didn't want you don't want to be late to the China Party. I think there's a lot of unique opportunities, especially in Asia this year that are, um, that are presenting themselves uh, as decent uh, value investing opportunities. Uh, just quickly, in terms of not being late, the yen is strengthening. Uh, how much stronger do you see it getting and how soon? Well, 130 was our target. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're, we're through there. Um, sorry, our, our target for 2022 after the pivot. Now, from here, it really depends on the repatriation flows. I don't think 125 is out of the question.
0: Wow, 125, 130, 80 at the moment, Steve. Always a pleasure. Thank you uh, so much for being with us and happy new year to you. Hope to speak to you soon. Steve Innes is managing partner at SPI Asset Management on the line from Bangkok.
1: Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for the future investor